Hello, and welcome back to another Blockchain Explained, a BNP Paribas Global Markets podcast made to help you understand all the concepts around blockchain, crypto, and digital assets, and how they can create business value. I'm your host, Sarah Walsh, and I'm fascinated with the digital asset space and how this impacts the financial sector. I'm based in global markets in the Americas, and I work in product development in derivatives, execution, and clearing. I am definitely not an expert on this topic, but throughout this podcast series, I have the pleasure of interviewing some that will help me, and hopefully you, break down everything digital asset related in simple terms with examples that make sense. In this second part, we continue our talk about smart contracts with Andrei Sergentov, head of digital global markets. So let's dive right back in with Andrei. Welcome back, Andrei. Continuing from last time and getting right back into it, can you give us an example of how a smart contract could be used for a bond issuance, for instance? And how would this work? Absolutely. A bond is a financial instrument consisting of a set of cash flows, some of which could be quite complicated, which means that there's a benefit in automating, for example, the payment of coupons. And recall there's transparency for the investors if the smart contract defining those coupon payments is available on the blockchain. And this is quite topical as there are more and more bond issuances and related experimentation going on in the market. So blockchain and smart contracts create trust in a decentralized environment. And as mentioned, can lead to cost savings as well as a move to real-time transactions. However, what are some of the challenges or implications to this technology? And are there any downsides? One has to distinguish the downsides of the technology from the ways that it's currently used. One big thing to think about, especially for institutions considering deploying smart contracts on public blockchains, is the risk of compromise. And you really don't have to look very far to find some very big figures representing the loss that firms or projects suffer because smart contracts are hacked. So more food for thought happens from the nature of the blockchain itself. How is it that the blockchain seemingly generates trust out of nothing? Well, broadly speaking, the blockchain consists of many nodes which take transactions, execute them independently, and check the answers against each other. If the answers are the same, the transaction is accepted or validated. Now, this requires processing power, so the more complicated the transaction, the more processing it will need from the nodes. And blockchains charge what are called gas fees, depending on complexity of the transactions. Long story short, smart contracts, which are complex transactions, can be expensive to run. And not only that, these gas fees can vary depending on the level of demand. So something that costs a few cents suddenly can get quite expensive. This is a complicated topic and we're not even talking about things like order of execution of transactions. Have there been any recent innovations in blockchain technology around smart contracts? And if so, can you give us some examples around that? First, with more and more information being available on the blockchain, remember that question about whether the result of England versus Australia is available on chain? This data enables broader use of smart contracts. Secondly, innovation in smart contract languages. We see new languages for writing smart contracts, like Move, for example. We also see some blockchains offering the possibility of executing smart contracts l written in more traditional languages, which makes this space more um, available to more developers. Finally, and this is more about blockchains than smart contracts, we see improvements in speed of execution of transactions, lower gas fees, and of course the big migration from proof of work to proof of stake of Ethereum last year is worth mentioning. Also, smart contracts have evolved from relatively small pieces of code into big complex programs. Indeed, at my previous company, a fintech blockchain-focused startup, developers were writing industrial-strength smart contracts which every hour analyzed network performance data from hundreds of nodes and processed payments accordingly. Thanks again, Andre, for taking the time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Sarah.
This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to be a complete description of any products or services of BNP Paribas or its affiliates or the risks they involve. This podcast is not financial research or investment advice. Neither the information nor any opinion contained in this podcast constitutes a recommendation, solicitation, or offer by BNP Paribas or its affiliates to buy or sell any financial product or service, nor shall it be deemed to provide investment, tax, legal, or accounting advice. All opinions, information, and estimates in this podcast are as of the date of recording. BNP Paribas has no obligation to provide updates or changes. Information provided should not be regarded as comprehensive nor sufficient for making financial or investment decisions. No warranty is made that information in this podcast is accurate or complete. BNP Paribas is not responsible for any losses or damages arising from reliance on the information in this podcast.